Um, no, I hardware updates broke something this time. <laughs> Which so this time, up. this time it's on you. This time is kind of on me. Yeah. I'm a boomer, so I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could transition boomer into talking about computers. Maybe we can. Uh, 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 Hello. 298. Are we the only generation that's going to understand the insides of a computer? No. I mean, I hope they're going to keep teaching it. In in the whole, right? Obviously, there will be software and hardware engineers that will understand the insides of a computer forever. But, like, I, I didn't go to school for it, but I can build and understand the entire inside of a computer and and know what each part does and how it works and why a computer is functioning. But I feel like older and younger than us, the layperson, this is a crotchety beginning to an episode. Wow. <laughs> you know, I think the... Uh, we were we were gamers not the we were not the first generation to grow up with computers right like that's really our our parents they were the sure. first ones to get computers but computers were sort of ubiquitous throughout our lives right yeah like we were the first generation really where there were computers for everything all the time always as opposed to like the the generations younger than us where it's even worse like it's literally they've never done a non-computerized thing so I, there certainly will be, I imagine, some people who continue to want to. You're talking specifically about building computers like yourself, right? Well, I just mean like even an iPad is a computer, right? But to to yeah, my kids is. especially, it's just a magic box. Andrew, your kids are like six. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. <laughs> you can't expect them to be like, Dad. How how what is the chip in the iPad? <laughs> how many tell you hurt? Let me tell you, there's kids in China that know exactly what an ARM chip is. Yeah, because they're building the iPads. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to make the actual joke, JJ. Why did you say I mean, you that? just put it out there? You can't not. You can't expect me not to jump at it. It's right there. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, I will. Terrible. I will add, Andy, that based on on the breakup of the, or I guess the makeup of the crowd that I saw. At Micro Center on Black Friday, I'm not too worried about younger generations still being excited about building their own computers. Were the youths out in force on Black Friday? There, there were a large number of the youths. Would you call them Zoomers? I would not. Okay. <laughs> Someone you might. Could, if you want could, could I call them that? <laughs> if, if you so choose, you could call them that. I don't even know what a zoomer is. I like the term and I laugh about it, but uh, I'm too old to even like, know what it is. It is like Gen X, right? And then millennials. And then Gen Y never became a thing that I know of. And they went to straight to Z. And so they called them zoomers. <sighs> okay. Well, since we're talking about computer parts, uh, I finally got there. I took apart my computer over the weekend. Uh-oh. <laughs> It's usually a bad sign. Uh, In this case, it was good. Um, I decided uh, when I started, I recorded my playthrough of Inscription, 
and I've been recording a little bit of playthroughs of other things for maybe some use in the future. I'm not going to record every in- minute of every game um, because I found out that's kind of insane. The storage capacity for that would be astronomical. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But the storage capacity for what I want to do, which is just record a little bit of everything just for whatever purposes in the future for YouTube or whatever we want to do with it uh, is already kind of high. So I decided to max out my M2 capacity on the board. Okay. Going all in. Yeah. Well, I just needed to add, it turns out only one more M2 drive Um, and Amazon was having a sale on the drives that I had already put in there. It was deeper discount than black Friday. So, okay. I was like, Thanks, well, Lincoln. heck, I guess, <laughs> since Abraham cool. says I should have one. Yeah, it's weird. Um, since the PCIe uh, 4, 4 channel, the, the little guy, mm-hmm. that disables one of the M2 connectors when it's in use. And I have a capture card in there. Right. So I can't, I can't use one of the M2 connectors. Um, and this one, the one that I just put in, the last M2 connector, if you use it, disables two SATA uh buses i guess yeah the m2 connectors are uh high speed i guess and take up a lot of what the the pcie lanes Mm -hmm. and so yeah like you get it's very random the stuff that gets disabled when you start digging into the i'm using all of these m2 connectors it's like Am I limiting my graphics card potentially? <laughs> the answer is potentially yes. What's, like, what's the trade off here? Depending on how low end it, the board is, yeah. Depending on how many M2 slots you have and like what you're doing, you could potentially be knocking your graphics card down to eight lanes instead of sixteen. Or whatever. if you have um one of those micro ATX or even an ITX board, an MITX board especially, you might start running into that kind of stuff. Yeah. So max on this computer, it turns out, is three M2 drives and four SATA drives. Still pretty good. Okay. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah not, yeah. not terrible. I mean, so as of now, I have six terabytes mounted in NVMe, which is a lot for now. So the six terabytes is just the M2s? Just M2s, yeah. Each one's a two terabyte drive. It's like a, it's almost enough room for two Call of Duties. Boom! <laughs> so I moved uh, the footage that I had been making and I thought was taking up a lot of room, Michael. Okay. Uh, it turns out it was only half a terabyte of footage and the rest is Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, yeah, one of the drives. Yeah, half, in- half a terabyte is quite a lot. Yeah, most of that's inscription, honestly. And that's one of the reasons I was like, whoa, okay. I'm glad I recorded all of inscription because it was fun and cool. But yeah, 300 gigabytes worth of inscription. So 13 hours or so of uh, mm-hmm. of just that game. Which, if I ever use it, I could probably cull that down to half of the footage that's there. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Um, you don't need to sh- you don't need to show the opening menu every time. You don't need to show like right. There's a lot of it that can be trimmed out. I'm sure. Um, you know, like the probably. middle of that game where it's mostly just card battling. A lot of it can be trimmed down, but for storage purposes, for now. Anyway, I, or, this is boring, the time probably. where you sat on the deck making screen for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That is true. I did try one or two times to do the like cinematic flip through the cards for for the recording, and then there were definitely times where I was like trying to sit there and think of broken combos. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, this is usually okay. Like if you're talking over it and you have stuff to talk about, but I don't know if you were recording audio at the time. No, so. no, I wasn't. I was just recording the thing. But uh, speaking of broken combos, I spent three dollars. This past weekend. $3. (laughs) You've been drawn in. I mean, Michael, you need to do this. Michael, let's let's say that uh, I named the episode. It's $3 last week because maybe I bought it last week and I I, lied. I I, I lied just now. (laughs) I just, I just straight up lied when I said that I bought it over the weekend. I just didn't want it to sound that bad. Look, give money to small creators is always a good thing. Okay. It's fine. Also, this game it rules. It's so fun, man. I've had a very good time with. We're talking about uh, what JJ brought up at the last minute of the last episode, which was Vampire Survivors. Totally not legally actionable, Castlevania. <laughs> True. Didn't he at one point? It sounds like he may have just been using the sprites from Castlevania. I don't know. Um, I don't think these are those anymore. No, I, if that was definitely the case, not. But, but definitely uh, heavily inspired. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have not unlocked everything in the game, but I definitely feel like I have beaten the game almost. I think I still have need to beat Green Acres, but I think what counts as beating it is like. Well, then again, there was a patch like pretty recently that updated some stuff, so maybe the opinion changes. But like. If you unlock all the characters, I think you're pretty close to being done, I would say. There's, there's at least a couple of the characters that require you to get to level 100, and that's uh, Ooh. not easy. Though, I mean, oh, you know, I don't, still, I definitely have not gotten to level 100 with anybody yet. So, uh, have you been exploiting? Well, exploiting. The, the game allows you to refund your power ups. Yes, I, since we, <laughs> we've been talking about this game on the side, let's say. The, the, it's cool, Michael. It's definitely a bullet, bullet storm, bullet heck game. That's ninety nine percent of it is being good at moving, like in, uh, like those arcade style bullet games, um, yeah. like a nineteen forty two or whatever. But but more, <laughs> sure, sure. But also the abilities are much more fair than an arcade game. You know, an arcade game wants you to lose, right? This definitely wants you to win. <laughs> as long as you open up a Google spreadsheet that tells you exactly how to upgrade all the weapons. Because if you don't know that you can get the weapons maxed out and then transform them into absurdly broken versions of themselves, you will never beat the game. So I, I think you probably could if you just had all level 8 stuff and then somehow picked all the wrong upgrades to like not evolve any of them. Yeah. Maybe you could still get by, but I think even by accident, you're going to end up evolving some of them in which case, and then you're going to destroy things because the evolved weapons are truly, truly insane. Yeah. I think even the one you don't like garlic is, is really good when it's evolved because you steal health. Oh yeah. It's it, the only to compl- a vampire. Yeah. The only complaint I have about the, the evolved garlic is that it doesn't hold up at the very end, like minute 29, which is like, 
okay, sure. But hopefully you have other stuff by that I point. I mean, if right? you have the duplicator and the King Bible, then you can survive any amount of time. The King Bible, I think, is the most broken weapon in the whole game. Especially like not even the duplicator the on it. And the tome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The King Bible is just too good, man. It's like... And then once you once you evolve that thing, it's over. I would say... I would say that uh, it's early access and the balance isn't worked out, but I'm not sure that they're trying for balance in this game. <laughs> it's interesting because they added, like, the most recent update, they added a a new weapon. They said 1.5 new characters, which is funny. Um, one character is completely new and starts with the new weapon. And the other one is like a reskin of a older character. Uh, which I guess is why it's 0.5, and starts with a weapon that I didn't think anyone else started with before, so that's kind of cool. Hmm. But they added a new upgrade, um, which I I think is interesting, uh, called Curse. And like all the upgrades uh, in that game, you, know, you buy with gold outside of the... Yeah, so Michael, know, there's... So you described it, I think, Michael, you said, is it like a TD? And one of the answers is yes, because... Totally. When you're in the game, you have to purchase upgrades like a TD for your character. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, so mm-hmm. you are you're doing a bullet storm game where you have to avoid all the enemies and all the they don't really have projectiles or anything. They just try and touch you. Um, okay. So, so that's the bullet storm aspect of it, and that is very important. Like you have to really get a feel for the movement of your character um, because towards the end you are threading a very fine needle of needing to move millimeters to make sure that you are rotating your attacks, but also not move, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. um, But the TD portion being what JJ and I are talking about with the weapons and the upgrades and stuff like that. There's like a TD, especially I think you played element TD with us where like you had, uh, fire and water and like if you made fire and water towers then you could make steam towers okay that idea is the same if you have the magic wand and you have the tome well the magic wand's a good weapon on its own and the tome is a really good upgrade on its own like the tome will make your other abilities faster but if you have them both together then they make something better and that's the td element but outside of the game there's also the like, i would persistent say rogues yeah. there's like the roguelike idea of persistent upgrades outside of each run okay yep it just dawned on me that the upgrades the things that evolve the weapons actually do make some amount of sense right the magic wand yeah when you upgrade it with the tome fires without any delay right because yeah. the tome reduces delay yeah the, the hearts give you regeneration and then changes the garlic the to regeneration uh, the whip uh, also gets life steal, right? Yeah. And you get the heart with that one. Um, so th- there is some some amount of sense that goes into those. Oh, I, I absolutely think they make sense. It's just uh, they kind of are. You sort of have to weird. know the end result yeah. in order to work backwards. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they added a new uh, rogue, one of the roguelike upgrades, um, and they added an additional rank of one that existed before. And the new upgrade is called Curse. And, you know, you pay for it with coins. But Curse makes the game harder. It doesn't do anything good. (laughs) Like, it's all bad. Oh. 
I, hmm. that, not that I can tell. It is sounds like, like challenge a, mode. Is this like totally. the cells in Dead Cells? Kind of, yeah. And you turn it on, and like the enemies get stronger and faster, and I think you lose HP or something. Does it cost money? Yeah. Uh, it's probably so that this was the is, thing that this is for is people funny, that have right? been playing a long time and have nothing left to do. That's what this is. For. Totally. It's like, oh, you can refund all your money and spend some money on curse so that you have like you know a more difficult time playing. Um, in order to unlock one of the characters, you have to survive a certain amount of time with at least 10% curse. Uh, and like you buy one level of curse and that's 10%, but it goes okay. up way higher than that. I think you can get like 50 or 40% curse if you want. Um, and then what the, one of the new characters that they added gains curse as time goes on. Oh no. Ooh. Which is, in, that's very interesting. I think it's like, so like, I'm curious. It's like, you know, Oh, as they level up, you know, the, the curse number increases up to a maximum of whatever. You know, so he must be the, really good early game and then maybe yeah. balance like, So I'm very curious. I, I haven't really played that character too much yet. But man, that game is so rad. Just like you get to the, you get to some point at where you're like barely surviving at the end of a run. And it's just like, I can take one step to the left, take another step back to the right. <laughs> I, I might have to bleep this part. I'm, I'll probably bleep this part. But I have been that person that has sat there at the middle or whatever of a run with a sliver of health left going, I'm one third of a way from upgrading to the next level. And if I upgrade to the next level, I get, you know, the, the evolved version of this. If I get lucky, oh yeah, your upgrades are random. So, so sometimes you could be in the middle of a run and you're like, okay, all I need is the tome please give me the tome on my next random option nope no tome nope no tome nope and you've gone through five levels and you're starting to fall behind and you really need to pick something else because you're not getting the you know what i mean like yep uh but i've been at that point where like this run is salvageable if at the next level i get x thing but i only have this amount of health and you're just running for your life going here's the bleep part where you just and i've said this out loud Totally, just, just totally running for your life. Like, I need food. I need food. I need food. I need food. And where's the chicken? I need where's a chicken, chicken floor chicken, please. Oh my god! If I just get one floor chicken, I can save. I can save it. I'm 28 um, minutes in. I can save it. Oh no. The uh, so one of the upgrades uh, which you have to unlock by doing a certain thing with a character. Oh yeah, that's one have. of the things that we didn't mention was that. Um, some, so those like weapons, so we were talking about wand. Okay. Well, if you want to get to the better wand, you have to do the roguelike thing where like, you're not going to be able to get it the first time through you play the game. You have to upgrade the wand all the way or seven out of eight levels. And then it will unlock the tome. And then the next time you come back, you can get tome and wand and upgrade the wand. Sure. And that and that's true play. for like al- almost all of the upgrades. So like there is in um like the bird, right? Peachone. It if you get the bird to level seven, it unlocks ebony wings, which is another bird. And if you get ebony wings to level seven, then you unlock the ability to do the evolution, right? It's like a all of the and like you know you have to end your run with the one at, the first one at level oh, seven. I didn't realize ebony wings was a weapon, not an upgrade. Oh yeah, dude. If you um so I, if, I just if unlocked, unlocked Pichon last run and I haven't played since. 
Oh, shoot, I spoiled stuff. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's I mean, it's not that big a spoiler. It's fine. It, yeah, Peachone and Ebony Wings are the... You have to get both to get the evolution. There. It's interesting that it's a weapon combo to get an evolution, because then you'd have... Let me go ahead and tell slot. you, yes, you do. Uh, it's it's very powerful, but it requires a ton of levels, right? Because you have to get Peachone, you have to get it to level 8, you have to get yeah. Ebony Wings, you have to get that to level 8, and then you get the evolution... And yeah, it reduces, you know, it, it frees up an inventory slot, which is great, but you've now spent so many levels. So that's and 16 like, levels use... versus, uh, what, nine levels for for a normal yeah, upgrade? Because yeah. you you would need eight and one. No, ten, because you'd need eight, one, and one. Right. Uh, and then the evolution actually can level up as well. Oh, my God. It, it's a, it, dude, it's so broken. It's a really, really powerful weapon. The problem is... Like, have you used Peachone? Yeah. Peachone uh, sucks. Peachone is, <laughs> uh, so, uh, like all things, Peachone is very good with Tome and area of effect increase. But it's hard to aim. It's hard to, like, use. Oh, don't, don't, yeah, you don't aim it if you get, <laughs> if you get the Tome, it just keeps going all the time. It doesn't need aiming. Uh, right, but, like, it's hard to take advantage of because it's always circling, sure. it's always going s- somewhere, and you can't really... It, it's hard for me, anyway, to predict where it's going to hit and what's going to... Like, which direction I should move to take advantage of it. And Ebony Wings is the same as Peachone, but circles the other direction. Hmm. Uh, you know, the Peachone goes clockwise and Ebony goes counterclockwise or something like that. Yeah. One or the other. But, like, they're not very good. Like, by themselves, those two weapons kind of suck. Uh, and the upgrade, like, the evolution of them doesn't work the same way as they do, but is like very strong because it keeps all the upgrades, right? And then you yeah. continue to upgrade it and it gets even more ridiculous. And it's very, very good at the end, of course. But, you know, you've spent, what, 50 levels or something probably by the time you've actually been able to successfully upgrade all of them. Because like, you know, every, like you say, every time you don't often get offered the things you want every time. Yeah. And even if you have the uh, reroll ability unlocked and you use it, you're still not guaranteed to get the thing you want. There's a surprising amount of depth to the game that I did not expect because when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot to learn here with the upgrades. And then once I knew the upgrades, I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to do the same thing every time because these five weapons are the best weapons. And then when you start to run into the random, like, oh, I have to build this run out with weapons that I'm not liking very much uh, or doing the challenges of trying to unlock stuff. Like, I, I still haven't upgraded knife at all because knife is terrible. Oh, dude, the upgraded knife is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're right. The regular knife is terrible, though. <laughs> it's like only one direction. I think. I think the thing to remember for a lot of people is that we're talking a lot about it, and uh, and it's fun. Things like they make treasure so good. Uh, some boss enemies, Michael, just drop a treasure chest on the map, which okay. is a uh, it's a free level without leveling, basically, and it can be. Oh. It can be up to five levels without leveling. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, lucky, yeah. so, like, you see a treasure chest, je- treasure chest drop on the map, and a big, shiny, rotating arrow will start pointing at it. They do such a good job of like literally making your brain go, "I need that. I need that. I need." That. I mean, the I music. Can't, it, I can't. The not music get they that. play when you get the treasure chest is like slot machine level, like you know jukebox here you go like 
what's going to come out like daddy needs a new pair of shoes kind of <laughs> stuff like well one one part of your brain would say like this is really silly i should not be trying to work my way through this crowd to go get that treasure chest i'm probably going to take damage here that i shouldn't be taking but uh i could have five levels in it <laughs> i mean also the important thing to remember is that the evolutions can only come from treasure chests right you're never going to get an evolution from leveling up oh, okay so you need if you want to evolve your weapons you have to get the chests but also the chests are like a major source of money compared with like all the money you pick up you know throughout the rest of the game the chests give like 80 100 200 300 gold yeah i like and, that you don't use like, money yeah, in the lot. game until you get out of the game like they don't try to make you try and use money while you're playing the td slash bullet part of it it's great mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the what money is just all gravy. Yeah, but hey, uh, still, still pretty early access, so you know, yeah, take your time. Like I said, they they, <laughs> they just uh, like I said, they just updated this past week and added like four new achievements, so they're yeah. still working on it. Yeah, I'll probably personally maybe play the new Green Acres level that I unlocked and then take a break from it for a while and let them upgrade and add and change the game a bunch and then come back to it later. But see what's different. Yeah, I I in general have kind of developed a non early access beta. Beta is different, I guess, because sometimes you're helping. Like I d- helped with the Halo beta, but early access, especially, it seems to be one of those. Th- this game is not the intended game entirely, so maybe I'll just wait. Yeah, like I said, the only I don't want to get tired really... of something that's fun, <laughs> especially <laughs> if later on it's going to be yeah. more fun or. And, like, the only reason I was really going so hard on this one to try and get you guys to play it is, first, it's $3. And they are say, and they did say they're going to up the price uh, later, so. Because, like, honestly, with the amount of fun I've had with this, I they could have charged 10 and I would have been fine, you know? Like, it, it would, you know, if this was nine ninety nine, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, for the cost of $3, this game is just too much fun <laughs> for that price. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I've spent like probably almost fifteen hours or something playing this game. I and I have to say they need to add a save feature because I think I have thirteen hours showing on Steam, but four of those were just leaving me leaving the computer over uh, on because I was on a twenty six minute run, but I had to go do something. Yeah, the game is pretty unforgiving about letting you. You can pause, thankfully. Yeah, but you definitely there's no save. Yeah, I, I understand what they're going for and like, you know, the whole roguelike, like individual no, run thing. They need to save. If they want you to do 30 minutes, they need to save, you know? I don't know I, that 30 minutes is such a huge ask, but I no, get No, I know, but some of us can life. get 20 minutes and not 30, you know? Yeah. Stuff happens, and I get why they don't want save manipulation. They don't want mm-hmm. people to be able to roll back. You know, but, I'm not here to say that it's wrong that they don't let you save. If they want to let you save, they should add it. I'm not going to complain. It would be helpful to me too sometimes. Yeah, so. personally, I would like it, but you know, that may not be their vision. I don't know. Michael, what's up? You've had to listen to us ramble about vampires and surviving. <laughs> I want to listen to you ramble about uh, what you've been playing since uh, you haven't joined the $3 train. Not yet. I've been holding out. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, I've been playing some uh, Super Mario 3D World. That Bit of is, a throwback, but that's uh, the N64. 
No, no, we, it's not that old. We, it was the we, the Wii version. Uh, Wii U. Yeah. Uh, right. Was I think it 3D World was Wii, and then no, there was this 3D. is wait, is this the one that came with Bowser's Fury? That's yeah. the Switch one that came with Bowser's Fury, right? Yeah. You're playing it on the Switch, right? Yes. Okay, okay. so you so got this is so this is the Wii U game. Okay, this Switch. is a remade one with extra stuff at the end of it, or is is yeah. it separate? It's it's separate. Like when you launch the game, you have an option to pick one or the other to launch okay. into. Wii U. Did you is play it, this on Wii U? Yeah, I think um, he and I both did. Well, uh, a long time ago. Yeah, very briefly. You, you and I. I think we had a couple of other people. Um, we were we were rotating we playing a, it on the family Wii U <laughs> in yeah, the house. I think we, yeah, we all played together, uh, and it was total chaos because trying guys to play a Mario the, game cooperatively. Did you guys uh, ever get to the end? I don't think so. And also, that Mario game especially was very hard to play cooperatively because the camera only followed player one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I played that game um, with my roommate uh, who was here with me at the time. And we played a lot of the game co-op. And again, you know, two of us. Um, but it goes up to four, I think, which is it yeah. does, and that's wild. what we were playing. <laughs> I could barely deal with two people. It was the chaos. last level is yeah. so insanely hard <laughs> that, like, oh, really? I think we had to like we had, what's the we had to we had to drift, you know, like we had to like get our bodies in complete synchronization, meld our minds, <laughs> and so that we could like get through that level. It was so hard. Good, something to look forward to. <laughs> Uh, is it less chaos or are you playing it co-op again? No, it's definitely less chaos playing it by yourself. And I think in it's, it's good. It's, it's a really good 3d Mario game. I think in the, the tradition of more recent Mario games, a couple of the power-ups are a little bit broken. Oh, I heard the Tanuki. I mean, I remember actually the, the cat suit yeah. is basically the Tanuki like, suit is good. Why but the cat suit is yeah, yeah. the cat suit is the one that's like, why wouldn't you just have this on all game? basically the ability to to climb up walls and and easily skip things what's Uh, weird that i remember about that was okay you designed this game with the cat suit in mind but clearly you thought that people would not have the cat suit very long for some reason and so there are areas of it where you're like well i have the cat suit why would i go do all that hard stuff the cat suit is so good it's just like the most broken thing in that game did you try the new stuff yet the bowser stuff no, not yet. I've just been playing through the older stuff uh, since I I never played it on the Wii U. Mm. Does this mean uh, you laid down your playthrough of Breath of the Wild again? Nope, I'm bouncing back and forth. Ah. Played some of that over the weekend too. Nice. The, uh, man, I think I think people. F- well, again, because it was the Wii U, it was unappreciated because only seven people had Wii U's. <laughs> I still have Two mine of them on this podcast. Yeah, yeah of course too. I still have mine too. <laughs> but I mean, just saying that like it was not widely appreciated by the Nintendo world because no one had Wii U's because no one bought them. Mm-hmm. That game is so good, man. It has so many cool ideas. Have you done any of those levels, Michael, where they like uh, the the doubling thing? Yes. Yeah, I've gotten to one of those where you uh, at the very end you have to have four copies of yourself to get the platform to rise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a cool mechanic. 
you're just like jumping on. You have like 15 Marios running around because one of them fell off a cliff instead of <laughs> you yeah. should have had 16 or whatever. Like, how do I get all of them to survive? I got there a bunch of times with three. Oh, 3D really cool. Land was the one I was thinking of from the 3DS. Yeah, that's the the counterpart. And that this one was, I, I do have. I think this was like the follow on from that game, really. I think you're. Yeah, I think I was getting them. I was getting them twisted. I like that they have Captain Toad levels in this. Dude, that's where, that's where Captain Toad came that's from. Where he came yeah. from, yeah, I know. It's the so genesis great. of Captain Toad. I mean, I bought that Captain Toad game for the Switch because I liked that more than I liked the. Game. Not that I didn't like 3D World, but like the Captain Toad levels were the best part of 3D World to me. To me personally, yeah, I enjoy that type of puzzle solving. Yep. Should we talk about a game we all have in common? Because JJ has an update for us on more inscription stuff. Yeah, so Should I checked... spoiler warning. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, spoiler warning for sure. Okay. Uh, so the developer of Inscription has, uh, after the game came out and was fabulously successful by whatever metrics they set, they didn't really say like how many copies it sold or anything. But the developer was like, "Well, this did way better than I expected." Um, you know, I'm going to take some time, and people really love Act One. And I'm going to take some time and make an actual roguelike out of Act 1 so that people who love Act 1 and loved the like roguelike nature of it can actually play that that way, right? Because as we all know, like, yes, Act 1 is kind of a roguelike. You die, you start over. But really, you're sort of increasing in power the whole time. Oh, 100%. And f- yeah. And there's like a finite end, right? Yes. Even if you are mostly oblivious, you will eventually learn how to play the game well enough that you will get through Act 1 and move on to Act 2. And you'll get strong enough that it'll be hard not to win. Right. Yeah, exactly. You will be rolling over the first sets of encounters, right, without even trying. Mm -hmm. The developer has been working on this uh, in a beta called Casey's Mod. Casey, who I'm sure we're all aware of at this point. (laughs) Yes. Uh The lore behind this, and again, I'm not all the way sure... Because I also haven't won in this mode yet, because it's hard. <laughs> um, it turns out when you don't have all those like overpowered cards at the start, it's like way harder to actually win just like fair games of inscription. <laughs> Who knew? I mean, this inscription inscription lacks a little bit of rebalancing that would normally happen. So if if he doesn't have to play by the same rules as you, right? If he can just be throwing down cards without the same bone and blood rules and sacrifice rules, which uh, in act one, he did not have to Leshy. Right. I mean, by he, uh, I guess yeah. I'm not sure Leshy is a man. I should just say Leshy. If Leshy doesn't have to follow the same rules as you, then you're kind of at an unbalanceable disadvantage. Right. And so, you know, it, it, part of the, creating a real roguelike out of this is not necessarily forcing him to follow those rules, but limiting the encounters such that you can just like kill everything that he is going to bring. And he will just stop putting down cards because the encounter is over. Whereas I feel like some of the encounters in inscription act one would be like, Oh, he would always have a bird or something and he would just play an extra bird every turn. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, they've rebalanced some of the cards for this mode. You get a, a starting deck, and you apparently can unlock different starting decks. Uh, I haven't done that because I can't win. I keep dying. <laughs> um, oh, no. But, 
but there are different starting decks. And so the, the one, the, the first one that you start with, um, you know what makes a really big difference? If the Stoat only had two HP instead of three, that's a really big difference, man. Dude, that card is way worse. Stoat needs to have three HP. It doesn't. It's a one-two. Ooh. In a fact, one, the two? Is a, yeah, it's a one-two instead of a one-three. Ouch. And it's a Stoat is a strictly worse bullfrog, which you also start with, because the bullfrog can at least block flying. Right. What's the So they need to rebalance the game a little bit. So, I mean, you know, who knows what they will choose to do. Um, and there are, uh, there's some new stuff in here. Like, uh, one of the things I encountered was a square where you would go to it and he would put the green bottle on the table, uh, and then apologize cause he hates the bottle. Right. And, uh, the green bottle has like an art canvas and a brush. And he's like, I'm going to paint a picture for you. You know, show me the one you want me to paint. And so you put one of your cards up there. You know, it gives you a choice of a couple cards. You put the card you want up there, and he paints one that's supposed to be like that one. But obviously, he screws it up because he's a terrible painter. And so it's like, oh, you know, I, I put my wolf up there. That's a three-two and costs two blood. But he, you know, he, then he paints it, and then it's like, oh, well, this one is actually now a like. It's still a, it still looks like a wolf as the picture of a wolf says it's a wolf. Still costs two blood. But oh, this is a three three, or it's a one four, or whatever. Like he screws it up slightly. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, or if you if the one you put up has like a bunch of sigils, like the sigils just get swapped out for other stuff sometimes, right? Because he's he can't mimic it correctly. Huh. So there's That's a few a- like interesting little um, new twists on stuff you can do in that mode. The maps seem longer. So like when you go um, in Act One, when you're going up to the first boss. I feel like you could get to the first boss in maybe like two or three encounters total. Yeah, it's not very hard to I think um, it, if, avoid fights if you want to. Right. It's definitely harder to avoid fights in this mode, right? Like there are there are more of them and they are at more intersections such that you can't dodge them. Or at least as I seem not to be able to dodge them. Oh, okay. Out of all of this, right, uh, every run there's a set of challenges and you have to pick... Um, like the challenges have like point values associated with them and they're basically like detriments, right? One of them is it disables the clover. So you can't like re-roll the cards, right? No, no. There's one. Yeah. Uh, there's one that disables, uh, you no longer start with the angler hook. And I forget, there's two other ones that I didn't use because the, they seemed too bad. (laughs) And then there's way more locked challenges too. And at the start of every run, you have to meet a threshold of challenge points in order to start the run. Losing the hook item or losing the clover are both worth five points, and that's how many you need to start the the first run. I see. Uh, The other ones are probably also worth five points, but I don't remember what they are because I deemed them worse than losing the hook or the angler (laughs) item. Mm -hmm. And so then, like, it seems like, oh, you will eventually be unlocking runs that are more difficult and require you to, you know, take more detriments in order to allow you to start the run again, you know? Do you get so a benefit like from be- choosing more than the points that they ask you to choose? I don't know. I didn't uh I didn't check it out. I I don't see a reason to do that. It didn't like immediately, but maybe there is some hidden benefit, I don't know. Uh so the end result of all of this is, you know, the developer has been working on this since inscription came out and the latest update that came out to it uh for Casey's mod, he said like, "Oh, you know, we're very close to the end here." So it sounds like 
they will be putting it out more officially soon. Um, for now, you can like opt into the beta for free with like a code he has, you know, on the internet. You can just go look it up. Um, Do we think that this is going to be for people like me that are kind of like I'm interested in playing a roguelike version of that? But it, to me, finding out more about the story is more of the reason to try that. So there is lore associated with this. There are developer logs, which again are Casey the developer, because there's a, there's a few instances where in the game, like you come up to the screen where the clover should be, and you get some of that like flashing red text and like you know error loading that you see in parts of inscription when it tries to do something, but it, you, you know the the file was deleted or whatever. And then like Leshy talks to he's like, oh Casey, you modified this or something. So there's definitely some awareness going on um and there's some like locked diary entries and stuff so i and again i don't know how it will tie into anything so again i haven't actually won in order to unlock anything but it seems pretty cool and i'm interested um but i also am wary because you could totally see them making this like a really long slog potentially to unlock tons of stuff yeah for like very little tidbits of lore but you know I like playing Inscription enough that I will just play it and, uh, you know, enjoy it for a little while. And then if that's enough, great. And, uh, you know, if I don't get all the lore, there's always YouTube or something. Maybe we'll get another. Someone else will do it. (laughs) Maybe we'll get another version after this uh, for Michael and me. That's Botopia. (laughs) Yeah. I'll wait until that's out of beta. I won't. I won't mess with it. Yeah, I, I totally don't think you need to be in there until it's all all done nice uh all done huh all done is the book of boba fett more spoiler warnings michael you've you've managed to find the spare moments as we were gamers are want to do yes how did you uh you hadn't finished the last two episodes last time we talked i had not a bad man showed up Yes, he did. So I, I have a gripe here first before we get into it. Oh, no. Guess, spoiler warnings for anyone who hasn't seen the ending yet. I am I am annoyed with Disney Plus advertising because, and I don't remember if it was just after episode five or just after episode six. They usually give they you were, one week and then the, the Instagram account spoils whatever was happening. Yeah, they were running an ad on TV that shows... It must have been before episode six because the ad showed Cad Bane, it showed Ahsoka, and it showed Grogu. And it's like, well, I guess that's that. Dang. I didn't have it spoiled. When he was walking out of the desert, I almost uh, peed a little bit. Yeah, it's a great moment. And, and like, I get it. If, you, if you're if you not familiar with the cartoons, that glimpse doesn't mean anything to you. That Hello, hat means everything. <laughs> Hello, it's me, the person who didn't get it and was like, who the right. hell is this guy? <laughs> yeah, so if JJ had seen the ad, it wouldn't you would have your thoughts would have been, "Oh, there's Ahsoka and Grogu and some blue guy." Yeah. Yeah. That blue guy as a bad man. Truth. <laughs> what did you think of those last two episodes, you guys? And maybe the show as a whole, I guess. Yeah. Um those, I like, those I, last three I like are all, they brought it. <clears throat> those last three are a different show than the first half very true yeah kit describes it as a mandalorian miniseries not wrong yeah. certainly the best parts of it are the parts where we're not talking or seeing boba fett at all <laughs> it, 
is like, I think that's my my complaint about the whole thing is that all of the gr- best parts of that show are the parts that don't have Boba Fett in them. I'd say all point, the parts like, you what are enjoyed we doing? the most because some people enjoyed the not bo- the non Mando parts. Okay, like <laughs> look, it's totally fair. It's totally fair. All right, I'm giving my perspective here. If you liked the the parts with Boba Fett uh, standing around and talking, doing nothing basically most of the time, more power to you. I also watched this show, uh, and I didn't enjoy that part as much. I liked all I liked all the parts with the Mando. In this, one episode doesn't even have Boba Fett in it at all. Yeah, the like, first episode yeah, they was, go back to the Mando. Mm-hmm. Great episode of Mando. Yeah, it, it's like I, I they totally... even they even uh, got Bryce Dallas Howard to come back and direct it so that it would be a Mandalorian <laughs> episode. It's like I really wonder what are they like? What did they think this show was going to be? Right? Because I it, I have a theory. Okay, if you want to hear it. Because I know Please. both of you, or at least JJ, I think Michael, you lived through the 90s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was there, yeah. This is, this is the revamp of the 90s, where you and I and everybody else that was into Star Wars only had books. And every every week or two, a new Star Wars universe book came out. But they were all lightly connected. You would see characters in them that you saw in other books. Oh, yeah, this is this one's got Boba Fett in it, and he does this stuff with Dengar, or this one's got it, Luke in it, or this one's got... In, and those were all very loosely connected. The same feeling came to me about when the Mando second episode, right, where he's finally interacting with Boba Fett, and you're like, oh... These are those books. They literally are telling us the book of Boba Fett. These, this is, we're back to that era of like, they're just going to make side stories all over the place and they're somewhat loosely connected. Hmm. That's okay. my theory. I mean, interesting. Because I, I think the, the takeaway for me from this whole thing is that like, Boba Fett didn't really have a big enough and interesting enough story. So they had to, have a bunch of other stuff in it because otherwise they wouldn't be able to get even to eight episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So they had to throw a Mandalorian, like an entire Mandalorian episode really into this show. And now like, honestly, I I think if you are going to watch the further adventures of the Mandalorian, you need to needed to have watched this because you know, like important stuff happens here. Yep. So like, that makes me wonder like, why did you try to name this, this show after Boba Fett when really like, Boba Fett story is only half the story that's going on here. But that's I, I, that's when I came back to the books, right? The book idea yeah. of like, well, they're they're reading all the books, so you can put whatever you want in there. Yeah, I I, I think I see that. I think I see that. Yeah. If we're getting side stories, though, can I request the next series be about the Marshal? Uh, Robocop. <laughs> yes. He's he's yeah. Man. Sure. I mean, they kept him alive, and it's Timothy Oliphant. I mean, just... There's got to be a reason, right? Yeah, please. I mean, they brought him back only to just kill him immediately. And I was like, <laughs> man, why they do Timothy like this? Oh, man, I don't know, JJ. But you you hadn't watched the cartoon. But I was... I, I cannot describe to you how exciting it was to be like, it's Cad Bane! Oh, my God! And then to just be like immediately crestfallen when you realized 
Oh no, Cobb Vanth is a dead man. <laughs> like there was obviously he I got mean, good. He clearly, he, he got he good guys spotted, as, right? So right, right. Uh, you know he'll be back, but that thing he does to the deputy is more what Cad Bane is about. I see. Yeah. Again, uh, don't watch the cartoon, so I don't really know. But so things came across the- as suitably imposing, mysterious stranger bad guy assassin dude yeah. so it like work those tubes on his face jj are because a jedi force choked him and he didn't want to be force choked again so he put tubes that shoot oxygen into his lungs i see so yeah. you, you you can't choke him anymore because the tubes go straight to his lungs unless you crush the tubes i guess but crush the tubes yeah <laughs> feels like something the jedi could do if they wanted but yeah okay. it just gives him more of a he's one of those those bounty hunters that finds little advantages all the time you know sure yeah lots of stuff i don't know how far michael is into the cad baneness of clone wars so i won't say everything that he does but yeah enough to have seen the the hi- the holocron heist oh you saw the holocron heist so you know he works for the emperor accidentally yes yeah 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 uh, Cad Bane might be somewhat responsible for the downfall of the Republic, <laughs> which is funny. Who isn't though, really, right? Like, no, he's who he's, among us. <laughs> he, let's say, a willing pawn because, generally speaking, he doesn't care what side he's on. Uh, well, which I thought was pretty clear, right? I thought that was really funny when he shows up and he's like, "Boba worked for the Empire," and you're like, "Dude, you worked for Palpatine." <laughs> Yeah. Funny. I'm glad they didn't attempt to explain that because I was just like, you know, it was a good, it was a good, uh, me not having any reference point when Cad Bane is talking to Boba Fett and saying like, oh, you know, you worked for the empire. You're not this goody two shoes. You don't believe in all this loyalty and stuff and whatever. It was like, that worked for me because again, I didn't know the, yeah, the other side of this. It's cool that this time around, unlike in that Mando one where you were frustrated, uh, that two episodes in this, were basically aimed at at non watchers of other stuff. So they explain the dark saber in a whole episode, and they explain things like like the Vizlas that like if you watched Clone Wars, you already knew. But they explained it again in a way that was enjoyable for me to watch. Um, yes, I, and I I cannot be thankful enough that this is how they should have done all of that stuff at the end of the last Mandalorian season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and then there's the Cad Bane thing where I think people that had never seen him before thought he was suitably cool, even though he died quote unquote. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We thought Cobb Vanth died too, but yeah, I would not be surprised if that's not the end of Cad Bane. If you knew stuff about Cad Bane outside of the show, uh, this show then you also saw other things that were referential like he has he has the metal plate in his head from when he and boba shot each other in the head i don't have a ton of complaints about this this show like i i didn't think boba fett was a very strong or interesting character we got some backstory on him that was interesting to see like how he escaped and all this stuff did i need this show well i guess i did because yeah, i wanted did. i want to watch more <laughs> mandalorian <laughs> <the> mandalorian <laughs> but like you know, could they have just made a Mandalorian miniseries and not had this Boba Fett stuff? Yeah, probably. But like, maybe yeah. this sets up the state of Tatooine now. But like, I'm kind of done. Like, okay, I'm kind of done with Tatooine. Can we like not do stuff on Tatooine anymore now? I think I would be okay with that. I've got bad news for you. 
I, I would like to not go to Tatooine anymore, I have, Andrew. I have bad news for you, my friend. Is the bad news that they like own a piece of Tunisia and they're going to keep using it? <laughs> uh, in May, I think on the 11th, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is dropping. And the teaser poster for that is Obi-Wan Kenobi walking on Tatooine. Yep. Son of a bee. <laughs> can't, can't get away from him. Although I guess like that makes sense, right? Because we knew, you know, Obi-Wan goes to Tatooine at some point. Yeah, his hermitage. It's going to be interesting that now is going to start being the bounce around timelines time. So we had Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, which are after Return of the Jedi by five years. Now we're going to bounce backwards to uh, during the fall, which is in between episodes three and four. Then, Then it'll probably be bad batch which is also between episodes three and four well ahsoka's in there somewhere and then ahsoka will be in there somewhere which is back to return of the jedi five years later so uh her show is supposed to be back at the return of the jedi time i think afterwards yeah so it's oh so like in a similar in the mando timeline mando timeline okay okay. uh it's just gonna be easier it's going to be weird because uh, people are going to start to have to, to track bouncing around the Star Wars timeline more like the the books, uh, right? So it, we're entering the Star Wars MCU. I mean, I think that's a pretty accurate depiction of what they really want here. Although the, the issue being that Marvel did a better job with all of their movies. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of bad movies, uh, for the last topic here, should we say that maybe those Snyderverse movies are terrible? I I mean, inf- I invested all the time to watch <sighs> both both Supermans, right? the The first Superman, and then the the Batman versus Superman. You mean BVS DOJ? Yeah, and then. That four-hour cut of the Six Snyder hours, right? version that everyone said was better than the other version. I did it not watch. Better, I did not watch it in black and white. <laughs> yeah, look, you didn't I, I want to start with a statement. It's a strong one. Nowhere on earth is there a good reason to make a movie four by three. Preach. Okay. Yep. I don't care, and and I hear it. Here's the explanation. And I I know, and I can draw it on a piece of paper, Zack Snyder. You do not demean to me about the size of film and turning 35 millimeter into two frames instead of four frames. I get it. And then 70 millimeter size is two 35 millimeter next to each other, and you end up with four by three. I don't need it explained to me. Just because you're using more film and get more picture and more pixel density on the scan doesn't mean it fits my TV well. Knock it off. And even if this had gone to the theater, which it never did, right? It would still be the wrong size. It would look terrible. It would look terrible in a theater, too, because theaters also aren't four by three. Well, so he wanted to, quote unquote, make it IMAX like and give you more picture. This not more picture. It's less picture. Stop it. Like, I understand the framing devices that you framed everything for 4x3 for some insane reason. 
even but he didn't even film it in IMAX, so he could never have done that. No, right? Like I understand yeah. that. I yes, I know. And even IMAX is not four by three. Because the Disney Plus does the thing where they quote unquote IMAX enhance your films. Two, three, five to one. Is not sixteen by nine. And a lot of film, especially older, non digital or yeah, non uh non digital film is not sixteen by nine. Anyway, instead of getting the black bars at the top and the bottom, uh Disney now gives you the extra data and and unblack bars them and scan and scans your TV for whatever size it is if it's 4K or you know what I mean? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they uh they make sure that screen is full of data. No more black on any side or whatever. Yuck. Four by three. Yuck. Don't do it. So let's talk about the like seven hour Snyder cut. What what do you want to talk about? I think it's fair to say it is better than the not the one that came out. Right? Well, I can't argue with that, but I have watched both Wonder Woman's, the uh-huh. Superman, the Batman versus Superman. I could not make it through the Aquaman. I can't believe I watched that second Wonder Woman. I, when the horse jumped over the the pit, I wanted to quit. And uh, the second Wonder Woman movie was not as not good. The first one is great. The second, one <sighs> you know, the good. second Wonder Woman isn't actually that terrible in the middle and the end. And I liked the uh, how they brought Trevor back. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God, it's just the aesthetic he created of this. This just, oh God, I just don't understand it. Oh, I, I wish I could connect and understand why people like this type of stuff. I don't have a lot to say because I don't want to just bag on it. But like, I just don't get it. I don't get why it's popular or quote unquote good. I think the Justice League movie was so bad. The theatrical version, right? Uh huh. So bad. Yeah. That when they released this, it was a revelation because it actually had a semi coherent plot. And even I heard, the, I heard that Cyborg was cut out of the other one. Cyborg is barely in. How the is theatrical. that even possible? The entire story yeah, exactly. of the Snyder version is about Cyborg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael. It's like I'm saying, it's like. It, th- Michael, the actual version is so bad. I'm sensing a disconnect here. My, Michael, not a, it's, it's worse than you think, Michael. The only two black characters in the entire Snyder universe are Cyborg and his dad. Oh. <laughs> and they cut them out. <laughs> They're not yeah. cut out. They're not cut out. Both of them are in the theatrical version, but barely. The dad is barely in it at all. And it and makes it, no sense. Cyborg you, is in it, but he's just like, you know... It's the only there. good part. And so when you watch this one you're like oh there's a story here it makes some sense sure it the story makes some like, sense it's nine hours too long totally agree not here to disagree <laughs> it's nine <laughs> hours to too like, long the it's revelation four- is that the reason people like it is like oh these movies had a, and actually even the same with batman versus superman did you watch the like extended cut or whatever yeah, of i only that watched movie? i only ever watched the versions people said were better okay so the original cut of batman versus superman a lot of that time that they spend like showing that everyone hates Batman isn't in the theatrical cut of that movie. Everyone should hate Batman. He he sucks in all the movies. <laughs> Fair. And I don't mean Ben Affleck sucks. Ben Affleck doesn't do a terrible job acting the character he's given. Um, the same with Henry Cavill. Actually, you know, often the case with all of the actors, I would say the acting in most of these movies is not bad. Yeah. Uh, I very rarely blame the actors for bad movies. 
maybe it's possible that they're, you know, contributing or whatever, but frequently it's never the actor's fault. It's almost always either the director or the writers. But yeah. in this instance, right, you cut out large portions of that time where Superman is going around learning that everyone hates Batman, all the bad things that Batman has done, all the like horrible scenes of like people that are beaten and destroyed, right? Because Batman, you know, was doing Batman stuff. It becomes reasonable in your mind that Superman would like, oh, this guy's bad. I need to stop him. I don't. I don't find that reasonable considering that Superman obliterates thousands of people every time he's on the screen. Which is why Batman but gets so mad at him, right? To tell, at least they attempt to tell the story, right? right? Sure. Whereas in the theatrical version, it's just like Superman goes like, well, time to get rid of Batman now. And you're just like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? Why are we doing this now all of a sudden? Yeah. And so, like, again, the I don't want to claim that these movies as these you know extended versions or whatever are great movies because they aren't. But they're I, not. I want they're to say good. that they're not good movies. No, but when you compare them with the stuff that came out in the theaters, sure. it's still better. And so then if you Fine. wanted to say, I really wanted this to be good. Well, this is a better version of that thing that I wanted to be good. It may not still be great, but at least it like is a sensible story now. And like, why couldn't they have just released this one in the first place when it makes so much more sense? I don't know. I'm, I don't want to claim that I'm like out here defending these movies. They're not good. But think, that's why people are excited about them, because they actually are coherent versions of these plots. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not dissuaded, however. I watched I waited <laughs> a long time to watch because of the hype and then the anti hype around uh Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I waited a long time to watch that Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Mm. Uh, because of the hype and then anti-hype, uh, from the quote unquote, God, I don't, I don't want to wade into this. Never mind, forget it. <laughs> I just that I movie's good. That. It is I good. Haven't seen that I liked. I really liked that one, buddy. It's on HBO. Go watch it. Okay. I think find time when like, I'm, I'm ready to watch a serious movie. I think it's. Oh, it is a serious movie. Unfortunately, sure. um, there's no. Part it's, of it. it's not a it's not a i'm playing vampire survivors oh, on the other screen movie. and it no oh, man oh turn the lights on it is a downer it's everything you want from the grim dark that dc has created and none of the stupidness of the wonder woman not actually touching the ground while she runs i just was so exhausted by those snyder movies and finally got past the discourse with gigantic 72 point font air quotes around it discourse surrounding the joker movie that i finally pulled the trigger and was like all right you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna decide that no one's opinion matters and <laughs> i'm just gonna watch this thing uh i like that one quite a bit i wish i wish michael you'll know uh the timeline of that film does not lend it to being connected to anything it does not no it's Unfor- it's yeah. kind of its own thing so I mean, even it, though it's in the Batman universe, uh, it's never probably going to matter. I think that film was made that way intentionally, right? Like they yeah. kind of wanted it to be a yes. standalone thing. Like, yeah, I think Joaquin Phoenix was like very adamant about like, he didn't want to be part of a universe. Yeah. Like a Joker, you know, in the DCU or whatever. I'm just saying, if you think Heath Ledger did a good job trying to create a character out of the Joker, you'll think the same thing here. 
I uh, I do want to watch this movie. I just haven't. I, like I stayed away from it for a lot of the same reasons as you, Andrew. Yeah, I I, know, so. I was exhausting to listen to everyone's opinions go back and forth about that film, and the fans and non fans, and it just it's off putting when something like that happens, right? You just kind of like I'll just avoid this. I don't, and uh, maybe we shouldn't have. I think it's a fine film. And now yeah. you're free, you know, I'm because free. they're not going to make I'm, any more of those Snyder films. I'm done, never <laughs> going back ever one time to those things. I don't. I don't get it. I'm I very excited feeling... about the Batman. It doesn't doesn't hurt my opinions about trying out the Batman. Yeah, and again, like I think, like from what I've seen of trailers and stuff of that Batman movie, that looks good. I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna watch this probably. I don't. Uh, I don't watch trailers so. Like I said, I'm I'm still interested in it, so I'm <laughs> not you know I'm not out um, of the character, but I'm yeah I'm not ever gonna watch those Snyder movies again. Though. All right, uh, let's cleanse the palate for two seconds before we get out of here today. Brothers is free on Epic, and if you have not played that game, you should go get it and play it. Uh, I already own it. I have not played it. It has been on my to play list for a it's while. It's very short. Yes, I am aware. Okay. And maybe this one's more for JJ. Yes. How, how much is uh, a month of Xbox whatever? It's like twenty ten dollars now? For what? For that Game Pass. Uh, so I don't know how much it is if you just get the PC one. I think it's $10. I don't know because it's not one. recurring and I don't look anymore. It's $10 a month. Total Warhammer 3 is $60. Mm-hmm. Total Warhammer 3 is on uh, Game Pass immediately at launch. So maybe you want to try that out. I think I have a... I think I got a free copy of Total Warhammer 1 on Epic at some point. Yeah. Maybe try that out instead. <laughs> maybe try that out, yeah. <laughs> the, thing that I, the thing that is cool, which I guess I didn't realize about Total Warhammer 1 and 2, is that at some point they made some kind of DLC that connects them. Oh, I didn't know you that. You can straight up play with all the Total Warhammer 2 factions in a bigger world map with all the Total Warhammer 1 factions. Oh. And then people are like, oh my god, are they going to do the like crazy full connection of all three games? I don't know if they are. They haven't done it yet. But like, oh. that's that's wild. If you could have all three Warhammer factions in the yeah. same map from all three of those games that came out like 10 years apart. It doesn't matter for any of us here, but they also added Hollow Knight uh, at the same time. So, oh, Hollow Knight's such a good game. Yeah, I mean the yeah. value. I don't. I it's it's weird to advertise for them for free, but man, the value. Where's Silk Song? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm hurt. Nintendo, you didn't show it in the latest showcase. What am I gonna do? When? You think you think it's Nintendo first on that one? It came out first on the PC, right? original yeah. hollow knight yeah, yeah. it was pc and then switch i think oh so i figured they'd be if they were going to do a thing on a console thing i figured it'd be the switch again nice well uh it's monday it's the morning we're on vacation so maybe we all bust out a switch or something take a little bit of time yeah. for yourselves on this holiday because uh we you know we've been through two years of this gestures everywhere I think I got one achievement left in Vampire Survivors. I'm going to try and do it. Oh, Knock it which out. one? Yeah. I have which to survive one? 30 minutes with one of the new characters. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. Because 
I would think that surviving 30 on green, green acres is the hardest. It's not as hard as you think. Um, well, it, it, look, it's not easy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's not as hard as you think because the, the, yeah, the enemies gain health, but like, if you remember, uh, at the ends of your runs, like you're just annihilating everything. Right. Anyway, like it turns out the extra 50% doesn't matter as much because you're still, like, it makes the beginning much harder is really what it does. Right. Mm-hmm. And once you get to like full on overpowered status, infinite King Bible and magic wand and whatever else, like it's doesn't, the rest of it is. Kind oh, of I get, I know which one you have to survive with for 30 minutes. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. It's the curse guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm gonna give it a shot. I don't know if if it like if I play it and it becomes miserable, I'm just gonna be like, all right, I'm good with this. Put this back on the shelf. But yeah, I I think I'm gonna let it lie for a while because uh, I don't want to keep chasing one or two achievements at a time. I'll just come back to it in a couple months when they're the thing released. Um, you haven't unlocked reroll yet, so you should no. probably do that. Reroll is really good. Everyone level to, up being able to. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna give it one last run, and I'll unlock reroll. We'll go from there. Get to level 100 with your uh, Morticio. Morticio? Mortacio? Well, uh, if people want to find us on the internet, where can they do that, Andy? Oh, he turned it on me this time. Dang Uh it. Boom. (laughs) We were gamers everywhere that we decided we would be on social media, which I think is just barely Instagram, sometimes Twitter, Facebook, maybe. (laughs) uh the best place to do that okay the best places are your podcast app of choice where you should rate us because algorithms and two youtube youtube is awesome because i put graphics on there and uh they're fun to do and they take time so reward me (laughs) not gonna lie the youtube stuff is actually pretty sweet best 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 way podcast that we were gamers.com weigh in on things like uh, oh, I got an email about screen tearing. We'll talk about that next week. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, and we'll do uh, we'll do that con- controller component class. And Michael's close to building a computer. So if you got comments, you know, just just podcast at weirdgamers.com. Ah, okay. Nice. Andrew, I watched the first episode of Discovery last night. <laughs> that was the show with seven executive producers. Ah, I, I, <clears throat> I knew what you meant when you said a show with seven, <laughs> seven executive producers can't be good. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll talk about it. I, I'm not all the way out yet. All right, well, enjoy your afternoon, gents. Yeah, you Kit. as well. Hey, Kit, how's it going? Hey, guys. I'm going to tag you in, Kit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if anybody wants to hear about the second half of Prodigy, you're welcome to stay. Uh, I got some Breath of the Wild to play. Yeah, I'm hitting the hitting the tag out button. I'll leave Prodigy to you guys. <laughs> Tell me how it is. I'll listen. I, I think you... Those last two episodes, let me say, before you go, really prove that this is some Star Trek. Indeed.